If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. So we talk all about fitness, health, burning body fat, building muscle, improving your health, but we also have fun in our introductory conversation where we yes, cover, we do. Sal. We cover current events that we talk a lot about ourselves. So here's what we talked about in the first 38 minutes. Uh, I opened by talking about my urinary experience uh, in the bathroom earlier. Yeah. You're gonna want to hear Adam that. Adam shamed both of us. Yeah. Oh, and then he did make fun of both of us, didn't mm. he? Uh, we talked about Justin's cold that seems to be getting better, um, and he's giving the credit to uh, Organifi's immunity powder. This is a powder that you put in your drink, tastes like in your water, tastes like orange, boosts your immune system. It does taste like orange. And uh, we are sponsored by Organifi. They do make phenomenal organic supplements, including protein powders. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, you'll get 20% off. Then I talked about the workout that I had with the beast, Doug. This guy's a maniac. I remember why I don't work out with him anymore. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It crushes me. Then, then we talked about the conspiracy revolving around Jeffrey Epstein. There's more. Yes, it gets crazier. I have new news for you. You're going to love that part. Then we talked about garlic extract and how studies are showing that it actually removes plaque from your arteries. And kills vampires. Thank you, Nono, for giving me all that garlic. Uh, then we talked about the protein rice and brisket that Adam made with the kettle and fire bone broth. And they also make amazing chili with beef inside, grass-fed beef inside. It's already made. You can pour that on your rice. It's delicious. The macros are amazing. We are sponsored by Kettle and Fire. Here's what you do if you want to get hooked up. Go to kettleandfire.com forward slash mind pump, and you'll get 20% off all of their products. And they might even hook you up with free shipping if you get six products or more. Just add fire. Then Adam brought up the new Nike Kid Shoe subscription. Apparently, you can pay monthly and have new shoes delivered to your kids every single month. That won't spoil them. Uh, then we talked about Weight Watchers, how they have an app for adolescents. Could be good, could be bad. Um, Adam brought up the Depressing. Sperm Storage Startup Wars. That's hard to say. <laughs> and then I talked about how our next live event in San Jose is going to be with our friend, Mike Matthews. That's right. We're doing a live Q&A with our friend, Mike Matthews. Michael Matthews. He's a uh, fitness author, also the CEO of Legion, a uh, good supplement company. Great guy, super smart. Here's what you do if you want to sign up for this live event. You got to go to mindpumplive.com and get tickets there. There are also some VIP tickets available there, but it's all first come, first serve. Then we get to the fitness portion of this episode. First question What's the best approach to going from macro counting to a more natural way of eating? In other words, we're going to have to count your macros and calories all the time. The next question, this person wants to know what our opinion is of the trend that competitors of competitors and influencers talking about their food eating issues. Um, so we talk all about that. Are they helpful or is it just making things worse? The next question, this person wants to know what we think about the new engineered plant-based meat products like the Impossible Burger. Is it actually healthier for you, or is it just marketing bullshit? And the looking vegetables. And the final question, what type of workout programming would we recommend for people with health issues like rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia? So we give our opinion there. Also, this month, for the first time ever, 
Maps Prime and Maps Prime Pro are both 50% off. Now remember, Maps Prime teaches you how to set up your own priming session. This is also known as a warm-up before your workout, but it's much more targeted. A good priming session will turn the right muscles on, help you connect to them better, give you better mobility, better ranges of motion you have control over. In other words, a good 15-minute priming session will make your current workout much more effective, and it's individualized. There's a test in there that you take for yourself. So this is what you figure out for your body. It's not generic. MAPS Prime Pro, totally correctional in nature. So it's all about correctional exercise. It focuses on all the major joints. It'll help you alleviate pain, prevent injury, and improve mobility in targeted areas. Both programs half off. Here's what you do to get uh, access to those. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code PRIME50, P-R-I-M-E, 50, no space for the discount. Dude, I had a, I just had a terrible experience about mm, five minutes ago in the bathroom. Really? Yeah, terrible experience. Was it? Was it, how? How bad? What's one of the worst things that could happen to you midstream? You're peeing. One of the worst things that could happen in midstream. Yeah, you're peeing, and an involuntary. Uh, somebody pushes you. No, no. no. the stream decides to go left. Yeah, it takes, no. a, it takes no. a hard left. Out of it's nowhere. worse than both. Or it goes right up in your eye. It's worse Whoa. than all that. <laughs> <That's> Whoa! Like, <laughs> so sometimes when you're you that's know. what that's what happens when you pee, pee right after, you, after yeah, it's after sex. It's after sex pee. <laughs> yeah, you don't know where it's going to go. They call it's it's the very split, unpredictable. The split stream. No, yeah. it wasn't a split stream. Nobody pushed me. It was actually worse than all of that. What? Have you ever had a full-on sneeze while you're peeing? Oh, why, though? <laughs> oh. That's uh, oh, that sounds awful. It's a lot of pressure, dude. Yeah, dude. Guaranteed to like get some on yourself. Bro, it's like, it goes from like uh, super soaker to fire hose. <laughs> you know, not you. <laughs> yeah, it's not made for that. Nope. Not at all. So I think nothing is worse than getting up in the middle of the night to go pee, and it's just like... The way you were sleeping or whatever, it's your shit's like, you know. Oh, pees off to the yeah, left. Yeah, pees like fucking three feet to the right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what and are you doing? And, and the lights are out because yeah. you want to get the lights yeah, on. Yeah, you're like, fuck, I got to clean the floor you're, up right now at two in the morning. You hear it? You're yeah. like, I think that was the floor. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But you know what, though? So I, I've I've told this to Jessica before um, because she actually found pee on the floor once. And I was like, mm. oh, shit, it must have happened because it was dark and, you know, whatever. She's like, just sit down to pee. Nope. Yeah, no, you no. can't. I do. You got to give oh. away your man card. You get you sit down to pee all the time. Uh, wow. All the time. And I'm it's, proud to say I do. That's I am a, not ashamed. That's, that's goes right in line bro, with the the pain. We're we're yeah. we're blessed with the social acceptance of peeing standing up. Why I would know. you give that up? Be, yeah. No, it's a thing, dude. It's For so me it's liberating. Thing. Okay, we've talked about this before that I get up and I go pee it's like pee in two. the shower, it's even better. sit sit down. I do that too. Two or three times a night, I get up at wee hours so i'm half asleep <laughs> literally yeah. wee, wee wee hours yeah, yeah. so i i i barely can see walking over there now i have i told you that uh cool one of the coolest things i've got the last year was one of those glow bowl things uh, so it's a sensor so as soon as i get walk i don't have to turn the lights on it's great now i heard it's gone global yeah sales uh, sorry wow. <laughs> no curse joke here sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry terrible so it lights up right it's censored so it lights the bowl up when i get close and then I, I, so I don't have the turning lights on. I, I can stay like half asleep. But peeing, like I said, standing up at two o'clock in the morning, those are the type of things that happen. And there's nothing worse than a, like to, to wake me up or ruin my 
ruin my like half or, a or you poopy on your foot or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not even yeah. worth risking it. Just plop, sit right down, finish peeing, then I get up and I leave. Not yeah. to, not to mention, and that's just the like the worst case you're saying, but I think just being clean. Like I'm a, I like to keep my toilet as clean as I can until it gets cleaned every other week or whatever. So sitting down helps promote that. Like it's hard not to when you're a guy and you stand and you shake like it's hard to not get some pee drips somewhere, right? Mm, Which, yeah. by the way, I have a bone to pick with Danny. Like, I, I, he came over to my house the other day Wait, uh-oh. Uh-oh. with his girl, uh-oh. and we were talking. We were having this actually exact conversation or similar conversation. What? And he and she was ragging on him because they live together. Uh, that he he pees in the toilet sometimes, and he's like, oh, and we're laughing about it and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, no, he he does all the time. It drives me crazy. And he's like, no, I don't. And they're kind of going back and forth. I'm like, how do you? I, I was like, do you not lift the seat up when you pee? He's like, no, I just pee. So I have any guy that's listening right now. If you don't fucking lift the seat up when you pee, mm. you're an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. you, and he's like, oh, I have really good mm. aim. I'm like, no, yeah. no, you don't. Nobody well, has that good aim that you pissed. You do that, Sal? I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> you do that? I'm not even gonna answer. I blame it on the kids. You yeah, you leave right. the seat down and you pee my in the hole. Uh, oh my I god! Know. You, you, I know no. you do. You no. for sure do. I think you, you I have noticed, Adam. I definitely have. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a thing. That I, I do. never do. Never. Never. Ever. I guarantee you, Justin does also. I mean, I have. See, in the past, knew it. But you yeah. guys are assholes. No, no, listen, listen. You're the guy. Why when we go into public restrooms and there's yeah. fucking piss all over, and I gotta go wipe. No, it all no, 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 no. I make I sure. Yeah, I, I make sure. It's don't bullshit right me. You can't for sure fucking be a hundred percent on that. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Come watch. I'm good, man. I'll Come you, watch. put a Cheerio in the toilet. I'll hit that bad boy every time. Right, you know what I mean? Right in the. Cheerio. I am so disappointed. Yeah, right in the, right well, hey, yeah. look, we're both disappointed. You sit down to pee. <laughs> yeah, that is. I don't pick the seat up. Exactly. This is it's, a disappointing uh, conversation. Well, yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> you know what? It's not gonna win. You're, this whole conversation. Sort of no wonder you give me shit about sitting down because you don't give a fuck if you pee all over everything. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, you're yeah, that guy. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh. <laughs> Doug, See, where you at with this? Yeah. Definitely lift the lid. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Hey, that's just a. That's just a. You guys both have women. Yeah, huh? They don't. They don't. They don't rail you guys for that. No, no, they they clean it. Oh no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm clean. Don't send this one to Justin. Kind of. <laughs> this is not a good one. Yeah. You sound better, Justin. Yesterday <clears throat> you looked like a truck. I know. Ran I, over your face. Honestly, this whole bathroom conversation, I thought you were going to roll me under the bus for like my explosiveness yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was dying, dude. No, you apparently you'll do that yourself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you sounded terrible. Your voice was it's still a little bit adamant. It's a little groggly, yeah. but is that a word? Groggly? Gro- groggly gravelly. and gravelly together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I, yeah, I was fighting something and still fighting something, but like, uh, I've, I, I did like try and, uh, take some, some stuff for this. And, and I, I remembered that, uh, there was the immunity from, <laughs> from Organifi. I know this is like totally a forced commercial. I didn't even know you're doing a commercial. Neither did yeah. I. Yeah. But oh. you know what's funny about it <laughs> is, is he was talking about how he took something to get better and yeah. almost forgot <laughs> to mention <laughs> that he took Organifi. <laughs> 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 I did. You're... So I took some stuff. I took like, some uh, stuff. What stuff did you and take? It was cool. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it literally. Legit, like Jesus. I don't like again. This Organifi. Is those- I just got off the phone with Shauna yesterday, like just do reviewing our account and stuff like that. She's like, um, "Yeah, if Justin could not do the commercials going forward, that would be great." 
it probably boosts sales like hey, 100%. Hey, legit though, I like the immunity. I've used it a couple times too. Yeah. I do like it. So Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, the flavor is interesting. It's not the greatest, but it is like effective. I had two. I did double dosed it. So, because I'm, man, I, I'm about to go up um, our anniversary is this weekend and we're going to go up to the choked up or what? <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god i can't believe you're it. on fire today <laughs> i'm not dude I, I was like i was like swallowing and like <laughs> i'm it's very emotional about dude, it. things don't work very well when i'm not feeling good i guess so uh so the, how, the, how many the, years my thought and ever and the way i talk um, so remind me sal the the immunity is basically like uh you know it's like a kind of like an airborne right it's like double all the vitamins and oh airborne yeah no but it's better uh i mean you know the, the d and the zinc is in there beta glucan is in there there's compounds in there that have that should help your body uh, boost its immune system here's the thing with immune boosting type supplements not a lot of research supporting them uh, besides zinc zinc actually has some research research that supports it so a lot of this is anecdote um, I like elderberry zinc lozenges mm -hmm. and the Organifi immunity now I've used it a few times and I feel like it's it, it, it does something I feel like it does do something so well yeah just, I did feel it like it, it mitigated a little bit of the symptoms so I'm I'm, I'm on my way back bro he sounded terrible yeah, I was I was yeah. really bad you should have seen so how many years you married pretty bad how many years you married come on dude a little better <laughs> hold on hold on yeah, you guys I'm, are putting me on blast no I want to hear about this he's how, like ten how, aren't you ten no this is eleven oh yeah ten was last year we went to Scotland. So uh, yeah, this right. year, yeah. So this year, I mean, we've uh, we've we've gone little getaways and things without the kids, and we've tried to do all that. But this time, we're bringing the kids with us and the dog and everybody. Where are you guys so going? going to celebrate? Just going to Tahoe. Oh, good yeah, for so you, we'll man! Go up there and, and hang out and uh, you know just enjoy it. So. Uh, that's a big that's a that's a milestone. I know uh, a lot of divorces happen in the first five years, and then I think there's another one at seven or something like that. So. Oh yeah, like the seven year itch is uh, yeah. Yeah, that that kind of that kind of was a real thing. Did that happen for it, you? It was a little bit of a trying time, but it was a uh, it was a real, it. it was a real thing for Katrina and I too. Around, right around seven years, was really? It was, yeah, it was a tough time for us. It's kind of so weird we, how that is. It yeah. is. Well, yeah, I just obviously it could be just by yeah. random chance or whatever like that. But I've heard that before, and then when I went back and thought about, it, I was like, oh, you know what? Right around like six and a half, seven years yeah. that we had been dating and stuff that we've been together. I'm like, I do remember that being a harder time. I think you just catch on to the other person's patterns and everything, and then it just becomes like, oh, how am I going to deal with this? You know, like, how are we going to work through this? Well, I read this, figure it out. I read this article that says something, that like, talks about stages of, of your relationship, and there's one stage that you, one, you're both trying to make the other person more like you. Yeah. And then once you get over that stage where you're like, whatever, you do your thing on some stuff, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I do certain things and it's not a big deal. We're not so yeah, codependent. Like we'll we're on the toilet sometimes. Yeah, right? then we're all <laughs> then we're all we're all see I'll sit down peeing yeah. even though it's a, yeah. it's a we, turn off. We admit sure. our flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you do? Those kinds of things. Dude, I gotta tell you guys, mm. had first off, when's the last time you guys have seen Doug full pump? Like we're fully fully Whoa. pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately thinking something else. So yeah. I'm talking about muscles, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking okay. about his, his muscles. Okay. When's the last time you guys seen him like full on hard workout? Get a uh, like a pump. Oh, I, you worked out with him. Uh, I yesterday, fucking right? worked out with the beast. I haven't yeah. seen him in a bit. Yeah. I, dude, he's the best he's, workout he's a, partner. He's a chimp. Oh, he's the best workout partner. He's like super fucking into it. Like focus, let's go. Like there's no whatever. And then he gets all jacked. Yeah, it looks like he gains fifty. No, he gets out. real serious. I've he's seen him work out. You're walking he's around like, with your t-shirt all like. Zzz. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, the buffest yeah. one of the group for sure. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Doug will stand over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
What did but, you guys do? What did you train? Uh, full. We did some full body stuff. Did some deadlifts. Um, I did a little bit of banded uh, deadlifts, but we kept it light. We kept how did you it do really the banded over here? Did you step on it? Is that yeah, it? I stepped on it. I used the orange like, band. Yeah, how do you like that? I don't like it. You don't like I, that I mean, either. it's 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 better than nothing, but right. I would much rather attach the band to the to the like the platform. Isn't someone supposed to be working on that for us right now? Maybe. What do you think? Chains. <laughs> Bands, no, no. I just all I know is chains. I'm okay. buying chains. Yeah. For okay. you. I love I love bands and chains, especially yeah. for deadlifts. So we did that. We did some um, some pull ups and uh, some kettlebell press. Ba- basically, whole body type stuff. I know Doug's. What, what are you in phase three of anabolic yeah, right phase now? Phase three. Yeah. So we had a good workout, but it's fun. It's fun working out with. Uh, so is Danny accurate in that? Uh, you know the the weights that were left out. No, we didn't use a trap bar. First of all, you know how I know I didn't use it. There's there's fucking ten pounds on it. That's not. That's not. That's not what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's uh, he's he's building a little campaign around this. Yeah, no, he's trying to be. Yeah, he's trying to be funny. He's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta let them think they have that. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I like that he's got the, the stones to he's do that. He's a little that, salty. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Now we have a good time. Uh, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a good kid, dude. So you guys want to hear another update on the uh, Epstein conspiracy? More. Do, do, you know Bro, what? Like, every day. Oh, Every day more comes out. It's, what? I it's saw so you- weird and, and, and bizarre. I'm like so drawn into this. First off, there's a they, there, somebody took a picture inside of his mansion, and he's got a picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress, yeah, posing kind of sexy. What? Yeah, and what? it's in the blue dress is like it's like an ode to Monica Lewinsky because remember she, that blue dress that uh, she brought in. Are you sure? Is. I thought it was. No, uh, that makes. Sense. I thought it was Hillary's dress. No, no, they're saying it's an ode to like Monica. To, that to would Lewinsky. make more sense, yeah. But he, but Clinton has the dress on. Is trying to look. It's fucking weird. Yeah, why would you have that in your house? And then he's got like red high heels on. Or yeah, something? so weird. But anyway, that's not the that's not the weird conspiracy thing. Here it is. Ready? So far from the autopsy, they're finding that there were broken bones in his neck. Mm. That uh, there was there's one bone in particular that is far more common when someone's been choked. Mm-hmm. And strangled versus when they've uh, committed suicide. I can't remember the name of the bone, yeah. uh, but it's like a U-shaped bone in the front not the of the hyoid or yes, yeah, something right. like that. Yeah. So, oh, there's the picture of Bill. That that was in his house. What? That's like why? That's so weird. Why would you do that? Was it like yeah. framed in his house? Like a big ass fucking painting. Oh, it was. Yeah. I was watching some conspiracy things, and they were going through all these symbols and all these things, these pedophiles and all. Like, yeah. There's there's like. Literally, like symbols, I, I see certain places, and now I'm like, I can't unsee it, you know, knowing that like certain pedophiles have like, you know, stamps on these things. Yeah, there's this whole thing. Oh, that's a painting right there. Yeah, it's a painting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why, why, why would it's you so have that? So creepy. So weird. Well, it's kind of funny. But in yeah, your house, would you I hang mean, up a, funny, a picture but... of, of Bill Clinton in a fucking dress with whatever in your house, a big one? <laughs> it is really weird. Come on, like, dude. It's just weird. That's strange. Yeah, it is a little weird. But yeah, but the, how about the broken bones thing? Look that one up, Doug. Yeah. They, they said that it's far more often, see, several broken neck bones, and well, experts are saying it's more common in people. Well, it doesn't completely rule out that it was a, a, a you know, hanging. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, um, <laughs> some good music there. Yeah, but it, they, they're saying that it's more common in people who've been uh, choked. Choked out. Choked out and strangled. And so this is, okay, because didn't he try to commit suicide before by hanging himself? First time. Right. And then they didn't put him on suicide watch. And ready for this, people who worked in the jail or whatever are quoted as saying that they heard him screaming and screeching in his cell right around the time that they said he committed like, suicide. Like, come on. Like, you don't like need somebody to be- killed him. 
Dude, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to put this shit together. That's no. what I find funny. I think I think it's funny that anyone thinks he actually did kill himself. I don't know, man. Like, what makes <laughs> you think he killed himself? Yeah. The only thing that would make me think that he might have killed himself is because somebody said, here's the tools to kill yourself. If you're not, you're going to get raped and beat up for the next 10 years, and then we're going to kill you anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, I could see that happening where, like, someone literally, and you knowing, like, oh, fuck, this is my future. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, like, dude. I'm out, you know? So I could see that, but... That's the only way he killed himself. Otherwise, he got killed, bro. Yeah. And then the Somebody other thing, him. the person that's doing the autopsy, right? Now, that that's it. Now, so that's a rumor. I don't know if that's oh, true. Okay, because that, so, that, that's definitely floating around. So here's a fun one. Yeah, this is a, this is, I don't know if this is true or not. Somebody sent it to me, but apparently the man assigned to watch over the autopsy is uh, 85-year-old pathologist Michael Baden. <laughs> now, here's why this is weird. Because he's 85? Well, he was also the the guy who looked over the autopsy for Martin Luther King Jr. and John and F. Kennedy. And John F. Kennedy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> now, I don't know if this is true. Hey, dude, because if that's true, like, come on. <laughs> really? Now they're really just like, hey. Yeah, I don't know. Look at what know. we can do. We should look this up. Oh, it's real? It's real. The, like, Doug just looked it up. Why doesn't this piss everybody off why, on the planet? Those are the worst, like, those are the most controversial cases of all time. Yeah. It's like the guy they have, you know. It's what like I mean? this is a big joke. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Yeah, I mean. it's not even a real investigation. It's like, come on, dude. This is so wild. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what to think of it. I don't yeah. think anything's gonna happen, dude. It, it don't. It it's, doesn't matter. It's it's too. Uh, it's above everybody. Everybody who's writing about it and complaining about it and trying to do something yeah. about it, it's all above all their pay grades. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it almost. It's, it's, it's almost like they're it's, displaying it. They want everybody to see. Hey, look at all this craziness, and we're still gonna get away with it. You right. know what it is though? It's I, the internet makes it harder to get away with shit because. Yeah, you have. It's easier to control mainstream media. How do you control everybody from posting shit? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right, right. So I feel like you know, like if JFK happened today, I feel like it would have been way, way more. I mean, it was, it was, it was. Well, there was a lot more cameras everywhere. There too. was a crazy amount of conspiracy back then. Imagine if something like that happened now. Well, yeah. with 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 no witnesses and no proof. It doesn't matter how obvious it looks, they'll still get away with it, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I mean, you're, you're innocent till proven guilty, and even if, you, oh, I thought I heard screams, or, oh, this, you know, the camera went out. I mean, yeah. if there's no if no one saw it, the yeah. person who did it, or the there's people- There's no leads. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> there's no way. It doesn't matter how many things point that it is. It, this is what happened. I don't think it doesn't matter. So, oh, and gosh. nobody cares. They're like, ah, we got them. Right. Know? Yeah, that's- Oh man! I, like I said, I'll, 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 keep, I'll keep saying this. I think right before the election, some crazy shit's going to come out, yeah. and someone's going to use it to their. You don't think this is it already? Because like, it gives me anxiety. You shared dude. that. Was it last episode or was this off air? We we're talking about the October thing. That was the last episode. October surprise. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a strategy. You don't think that this could be the beginning of that? Like, because this thing is obviously just gaining more traction. I think that whatever they find, if it's something really damning, they'll hold on to it. For the right moment to release it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the like, remember the video, the audio of Trump talking about you know grabbing girls by the whatever. Yeah, they had that shit for a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. They saved it for the right moment to release, and it didn't work for them. But that's what they tend to do. Is so. Hillary even going to try and make an attempt at the office again? No, I don't know. She's not even. Yeah, in I, th I, I thought. Haven't they announced all the candidates? I don't fucking. Pay well, and, and the, the, there's still the Democrats are still fighting over who's going to be the Democratic, uh, you know, um, candidate. Yeah. To run against Trump, so there's there's a ton of them, by the way. Yeah. So, but you know, here's the thing: it's becoming now, it, it's it's a viable strategy to attack the Clintons, even if they're not running, because 
Bill Clinton is still one of the favorite Democrat presidents of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like Reagan. It's like Ronald Reagan. It's yeah. like Reagan for totally. like Ronald Reagan for Republicans. <laughs> He's one of the most loved presidents, uh, Republican presidents, presidents ever. So if you attack Reagan and take him down, you can essentially kind of attack the the, the Republicans. Right. So taking down Bill Clinton would hurt the Democrats across the board. Because Bill Clinton, I mean, when he was president, although there was a lot of controversy when he was president for a lot of different things, he also presided under a, a, a phenomenal economy. A lot of people don't know this, but he cut the size of government uh, uh, you know, quite a bit, reduced a lot of regulations, did a lot of stuff that I don't like either. But m- most people have fond memories of Bill Clinton. So if you attack him, you kind of attack that, that side anyway. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting stuff. Yep. Hey, so mm-hmm. study comes out. This is kind of cool. Um, aged garlic extract. So this is a garlic extract supplements you could buy anywhere. And I'm sure this probably applies to just eating garlic as well. Studies show that the that they lower the risk of heart disease by reducing the accumulation of, of plaque in the arteries. <clears throat> so it's like a uh, like an artery cleaning compound that's effective. That's huh. actually quite effective. This study was done uh, by the Los Angeles Biomedical Research Institute um, at UCLA. So it's kind of a big deal. Because it's natural, and yeah. they only gave people 2,400 milligrams of aged garlic extract every single day. Wow. So it reduced, it slowed plaque accumulation by 80%. That's a big deal for people who tend to have issues with arteries that start to become clogged and stuff. Right, because, I mean, it was pretty invasively. They had to be able to get it out uh, otherwise. Well, right? you got to do- you What was the do dosage amount? Like, how much of that did you need to consume? 2,400 milligrams a day. So- 2.4 grams, if you will, yeah. of aged garlic extract. That's like probably two capsules. That's nothing. Yeah. Two or three capsules. That's huh. not very much. No, no, not at all. So it breaks it all up naturally. It huh? reduces it. It just does a good job of reducing it and, and preventing it from building up. And so hmm. it could be an alternative for someone before maybe they take a statin or you know, if somebody gets like a stint put in their arteries. Stints, now, yeah. How does that compare to like regular garlic? Uh, that You have to eat probably a decent amount of garlic too. You'd have to eat like I, how much garlic I eat. <laughs> you, know, you gotta get on that level. Yeah, get on that level. Where your yeah. burps. I eat a lot of garlic it. too, though. You know, so that's why I'm wondering if you are already consuming enough garlic. Are you getting the similar effect? How much garlic do you eat? Mm. Almost at least one meal a day has got garlic in it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's decent. I'm trying to think how much. I how much? That much garlic. You're on another level of garlic. Oh, bro, you fucking Italians eat that shit like it's candy. It just oh go, it just go, it just goes with almost anything when you're cooking, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, I, I mean, we, I was even I think I was even experimenting yeah, I put with it on it. my steak all the time. Yeah, I was doing the I did the crock pot. Uh, this time I did the um, brisket in the crock pot. Oh, how my, was the brisket? Oh, it's well, the, I actually like the pork better. Really? But yeah, in the in the crock pot. This okay, way. so you put so, a, the, so you put a brisket in the in the crock pot, and then uh, how long do you leave it in there? It's like eight hours or whatever. Uh, I forget how long Katrina put it in there, but yeah, it's pretty much sitting in there all and day. It's, long. And it makes it nice, so like falls oh, it apart. falls yeah, it falls apart. Oh, okay, we're gonna do this. But I actually like just I I don't know if it's the the kettle and fire uh like the flavors that they have that matches better with the pork. But I like that combo better. So what I do is I've now done this in the crock pot a couple of times where I've either done the pork belly or I've done the uh, brisket now. And then we and then I have it with my protein rice, I salt, avocado. It's like the same. Both of them are good. So you make the rice separately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the rice is- Bone in the, broth. Yeah. And then I and then I make the and then crock pot it and then I put it all in together and then I do slice up an avocado and then I like to put like peak Himalayan salt. Now we season the, the meats. 
you know, uh, and we've seen, obviously you season pork a little bit different than you normally do brisket. And that's what I was saying. I was experimenting with garlic inside there. That was maybe remember. Have you guys, have you tried the, 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 tr- the chili yet? The kettle on fire chili? No, I haven't. You always steal it. Bro. They, fucking. Okay. So hold on a second. <clears throat> if you want just an easy, cause it's very easy, a very easy, high protein, you know, excellent macro meal, especially if you're bulking because you can, it's, it's pretty palatable. You want to eat a lot of it. Do you add ground beef in there too? You don't need to add shit. Nothing. No, you don't need anything. Although that would be good. Nothing. Right. So no, you don't have to. It's got meat in it. That's the thing. The oh, kettle of fire. It yes, it's got it's got ground beef I it in was it. Just beans. No, okay. it's got it's everything. It's everything you need. Nice. So you make your protein rice, then you get your kettle on fire chili and just pour that shit on top of it. Now you got your chili, your beef, your your protein rice. It's like fifty grams of protein per serving. It's a great bulk. You gotta remember to tell meal. Katrina to order that. She's just been getting the broth right now, so I'll tell her to get that. No, I, I forgot you're the only one that tried it because they sent when they sent that. Pickled- <laughs> they two of the yeah. two of them. I yeah. those <laughs> and I order it now. It's hell. It's cheap. It's easy. We gotta get some more of those. You just cut it open and pour it on top. Done. Yeah. You don't gotta do anything. And it's all it's all, you know, healthy, organics, got great macros, really good stuff. It's a good no. like bachelor meal. Right oh, oh, that's I'll put on the list. You guys see that uh I think I think Jackie sent it over in our thread. I had actually already read about it and uh was up on it, and so I thought it was cool that she sent over. It was a reminder for me to bring it up. Um Nike, what they're doing with uh kids. What are they doing? Fucking brilliant. And I guess it I guess I feel it's so brilliant because I'm like right in the middle. We were just I was having this discussion with Katrina and Max is starting to um, acquire quite the collection of shoes somehow, mysteriously, <laughs> and all these it's weird. And I'm looking at these shoes, and uh, you know they're they're not cheap shoes. But this kid's gonna have them. He'll probably wear them for what a month before he grows into the next size or whatever. Yeah. Like so fast, right? So I'm already talking to Katrina. Like you know, we really should keep all the boxes for these, and then we'll resell them afterwards because this is just a waste. Like to. How always we'll keep his favorite pair and I'll fucking bronze him or some shit and make something mm-hmm. out of him. The one that I took the picture of him and I. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll keep a, a sentimental pair, but all the rest of them mm-hmm. sell these fucking things. So we were just having this conversation and then I'm reading one of my articles the other day and up pops this whole thing that Nike, they just launched this literally like two or three days ago. And it's a Nike kids program and it's $20 a month, $50 a month, 20, 40, or 60, I think are the three options, something like that. And it can be either quarterly bi-monthly or monthly and it's a subscription base and it's you just get a new pair of shoes shipped every single month and it's even smart what's even smarter is the box it's i mean it's totally geared to children and so by based off the the size of the shoe they can obviously guess to be probably the age of the kid so there's like games in it the whole box you open it and it, uh, it turns into games and puzzles and everything's things. So becoming for do it. Yeah. Everybody's doing the subscription yeah. model. This is brilliant though to me. Yeah. What's so smart is they're gonna. You guys remember? Did you guys ever play the the? Did you guys ever get the magazine highlights when you were a kid? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. What did you all the dentist doctor's office? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And didn't you love offices. like trying to find the stupid thing? I mean, that yeah. was it was just yeah. a for a kid like you love that hooked hooked you on a magazine subscription just for trying to find all the the things that were hidden in in the page, right, yeah. or whatever. Like that was like why I loved. Getting Getting that look at that same concept, I think Nike is taking a page out of that and creating that type of uh, experience for the kid within the box. And then on top of that, now he's getting it every single month. Fucking brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! 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 Yes. Because you're gonna and you'll see this. Uh, it's a <clears throat> fucking pain in the ass to buy your kid shoes oh, and clothes. Man. I went to the store with my son, and, and I'm like, okay, you need jeans. Yeah, we need to get some jeans. Bottom. And this is the mistake. This is my mistake. I bought him three pairs of jeans. That was a dumb yeah. decision Just because one. 
He outgrew all three of them real fast. Yep. Like all, he's walking around. I'm like, what the? I said, pull your pants down. Why does this look so high? And he's like, no. He's like, I I'm, I outgrew them. Shit. So I, you got to buy one pair at a time. Dude, certain phases have been a couple weeks. Like like the yes. shoes. I'm like, what? Like these fit. And then they were like, you know, the, the big toe was already pushing its way out. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. I went when I bought kids uh, my kids' shoes and I went and got a, a pair for them. They put them on and they fit perfectly. I'm like, no. Let's take them back and get the get the size bigger. Right, and you know my daughter's all pissed off. It's yeah, I'm gonna look into big. that. Fuck that! I'm not getting you the <laughs> shoes you wear for a week. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. Yeah. So this subscription model makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's, yeah, it does. It's absolutely brilliant. That is so smart. And I'm so curious to see what it does and take off. That just reminds me too for people that are interested in things like that. I watched a documentary. Maybe Doug can help me because I'm. I think it's called. Uh, shoe. It's on HBO, and it's a shoe documentary, and I believe it's called Shoe Fuck. Shoe. It's called soul. Shoe Fuck. No, 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 no. Yeah. Soul. Soul Shoe. Or yeah, yeah I think that it's Soul. Sounds I, kinky. S O L E Shoe. I think is the. I think is what it is. Doug, look that up for HBO documentary. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Or just, shoe, shoe I just watched it last night. Um, it might be that so something along that, and it, it's all about Nike and uh, Adidas. And like the man behind it that really took Nike to a whole other level. What got Nike into the basketball market? And there's a lot of things. I'm a, I consider myself a sneakerhead, and I, a lot of the stuff I did know, and I've read Phil Knight's book, and so I'm into a lot of that shit. But there's a lot that I didn't know that I found very fascinating on uh, what really made Nike explode, and you know how did Adidas come out of nowhere? And this guy that is telling the documentary is responsible for a lot of it. And it gets even into the controversy with uh, um, basketball sports, I, I mean, college sports with uh, recruiting kids and why they put a basketball age limit on one so year. So it's a good documentary. Oh, really cool okay. documentary. And it's all it's around shoes and the history of that. But anybody that's into shoes at all, I think, would uh, like it and into sports because it gets into basketball and uh, college and uh, college athletes and all that stuff. Awesome. I know we were talking about kids earlier. Did you guys see that weight, the, the Weight Watchers app for adolescents? No. Yeah, so it's an app that's going to help. That kind of makes me sad inside, though. I mean, that that's even a well, thing. Well, look, you know, I could see it going both ways. Yeah. Um, so the way the app works is it, it categorizes foods uh, like as green, which means go, red, which means stop. Um, it helps them track calories and stuff like that. So I can see how it can help with them becoming more aware yeah. of the things that food contain, the same way tracking calories would be for adults. But uh, depending on how it's delivered and how the parents are with the kids, that's I can also see it making a really that's bad... That's everything, because I actually think it's really cool. I could totally see how, right. how I would use this as Educational, a tool to, yeah. Yes, to educate like my kid. Like, hey, let's... Let, and I would tell him why they label this red and why they label this green and what exactly you're getting when you do that and why that's good for your body and what that results mm -hmm. in. Like, more about that than like... Hey, we need to keep you in these areas because you're getting fat. Right. Right. I mean, that's yeah. all. If, if it's, this complex. is all in the parents, that's a, I, yeah. I think that's a, and, and this is one of those things that could probably get headlines and get a bad rap because of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there'll be somebody that'll be triggered over this. Well, like, you know what I think? Yeah. I think with kids, what might be the best uh, approach, and which is one that works for adults a lot as well, is rather than telling them what not to eat, just encouraging them to eat certain foods. Right, that's yeah. what I mean. Did you eat your fruit today? Did you eat your vegetable today? Did you eat... Sure. Rather than saying, don't eat that, don't Making eat that. Making it top of mind and giving yeah. them incentives. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the awareness that the parents uh, bring to it and how they deliver it to their kids. Because there's nothing wrong with being informed. I think it's smart. We don't want to be so scared about, you know... Uh, causing our kids to have bad food relationships that we never talk about it. Yeah. No, you got to talk about it, but what we don't want to do is be like, this will make you, you're, you're going to get fat. No one's going to like you. 
you know, don't eat this because you're <laughs> oh kind of chubby. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, think, you, think, you don't think parents say that? No, I know. It's, uh, that, yeah. that, I've actually heard stuff like that. I have, I have heard parents yeah. say something like that, too. Like, don't eat that. You'll get fat and ugly. Like, I've actually, I've actually seen parents yeah, do like, it calm down. out of a reaction because they're around me, and it, I cringe inside. It's because they, they don't oh, want- because you're there? Because I'm there, and yeah. they know I'm the trainer, and I'm always talking about food, this or that. Like, all of a sudden, they're reprimanding their kid or something, and then the way they do it around the food, I'm like, oh, God, it's worse. A, Let the fucker have it if you're going to do that. I you know had a, like, don't, don't fucking say he's going to be fat or something like that. I mean, that's worse. I had a lady oh. once that I Ugh. trained for a very short Cringe. period of time, and she was very overweight, and she brought- And my studio was mine, so I let people bring their, their kids. She brings her boy, who's- he was probably eight, um, chubby, chubby kid, and he's walking in, and he has a box of uh, chicken nuggets from McDonald's. So I'm starting her workout, and he's eating his nuggets, and she goes, Sal, can you please tell my son why he shouldn't be eating those chicken nuggets and how they're going to make him fat? And then I looked at her, and I said, I said, did he buy them himself? And I looked at him, like, did you go to the store and buy these? And he goes, no. I'm like, who bought these for you? He goes, my mom. And I looked at her, and then I just walked into the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, I made perfect. my point. Yeah, you know perfect. what I'm saying? Try and put your kid on blast yeah, in front of me and it, fuck you. Come yeah, on, lady. That's so dead. Yeah, fuck you. Yo, can you keep telling my kid why? You, no, you but you're the mom him for me. Yeah, you're the fucking mom. You well, bought that. The shit. reality of it, that's a the, that's exact thing that I get is what I'm telling you that I get. Yeah. Is I think they feel guilty, and then their reaction, just like a child would react, even though they're an adult, is to point the finger at the kid yeah. in front of you. It's like, oh my god, he <laughs> wanted it, but I, it's already I bad tell enough. Him. It's bad enough you're buying it for him. Now you're just fucking, and then you're shaming him for it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, yeah. you ever run into a client at the grocery Cocaine store? Cocaine is not good for you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. here, don't yeah, tell me. But it smells good. Yeah. You guys ever, you guys yeah. ever uh, uh, run into a, a client at the grocery store? When they have their cart of groceries and watch <laughs> yeah. them fucking oh shit! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look inside. Yeah. I've got guests coming. Yeah. Oh, so good to see you. <laughs> yeah. I have guests. Oh, for a DiGiorno? Really? You're gonna give a guest DiGiorno pizza? Hot pockets? Well, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, what's yeah. that? What's that? Uh, what's up with the storage startup wars? With the there was an article you were talking about, Adam, and it was cracking me up. Oh, the sperm one. So <laughs> no, there's so there's no that this is actually a real thing right now. There's a a market that they're, they're a, collecting. There's a growing market right now to get startup capital for these uh, sperm banks, but it's like uh, direct consumer sperm banks. So it's just like our, our, how Everlywell is. But for sperm, and to get to see how fer fertile you are, because of the rise, oh, I see. because of the, I thought and, you meant like you could buy, <laughs> and it's and it's really, yeah. I need some, <laughs> and it's really targeted at men, and this was the need in the market is when they talk about when we talk about fertility, it seems to be a conversation that's had more around women or to women, and no one's really addressing the elephant in the room, which we have on the show, that the that we are starting to see this uh, rise in young men with declining sperm counts. Yes, yeah, it's a big one. So this is a, a growing market right now, and they were just talking about all the startups that were getting. Uh, I actually sent this over to Taylor as a possible sponsor. I think it's a. I think it's fucking clever. Are they going to make us? Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if I want to. I think it's. I think it's funny <laughs> as shit. You don't think it'd be so funny? Is it, would, would it so be it's smart? Though. Men can no, make I mean, money. I mean, how much money? Is I mean, that here, worth? here, personally for myself. Okay, Justin's wasting a shit ton of money. Damn. No, I mean personally for myself. It's just really white gold. When I was going through that whole thing and I was testing with Everywell to see my testosterone levels, I mean, part of the reason why me getting off of testosterone two years ago was so I could be more fertile and have a kid. Yeah, I mean, so I would have loved to had. 
something like this. That could also do that. Yeah. That, that doesn't require you to go to the doctor. Yes. Just get sent to my house. I got to jerk off in a cup and then send it back. And then you, they have get to, you mail it back? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh. Just like Everlywell. Oh, hope the mailman doesn't drop like his bag. <laughs> oh, what's, oh my God. Ew, what's this? What? Weird. Ew. You guys don't like it, huh? No, I, I think it's brilliant. No, I think I, it's brilliant. Right. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think it, a lot of guys would do it just to see where they're at. That's very curious. Yeah. What, I mean, wouldn't you want to see? Think about it. I, I, I know you guys. I know I'm the same way too. In my 20s, I love it all competitive. Experimenting yeah. with food or tra- my training regimen to see if it's improving my health. That's just another marker yeah, of that of how fertile I am. 100%. And it's like, I would love to see, oh, what happens when I go on a uh, moderate protein instead of a high protein diet? Or, oh, what happens when I'm low carb? Oh, what happens when I'm strength training? I would love to fuck with that. I mean, Very true. That's the nerd in me, but I think there's, I think there's a lot of value to that and that would be a, another great marker for me to be able to see how es- I'm impacting. Especially, them. especially if you're trying to have kids. But I can also 100% understand what you're saying because sperm counts are, they do kind of reflect your overall health, right? Yeah. And when you do things like smoke cigarettes or lose sleep or have a poor diet, one of the things that you can see it in is oh, your, your sperm count. Man, I would love to have monitored that with marijuana. Like, I mean, I love smoking weed. I've talked about it many times, <laughs> uh, but I cared so much about having a baby that I really scaled that way back because I wanted to make sure that my sp- I would have loved to have measured that. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to know like, oh, wow, look, when I don't smoke for three weeks in a row, my sperm count shoots up to this. Oh, if I'm smoking every day, it does this. Yep. Like, I would have loved to have those yep, markers. Yep. Sponsored by Sperm Banks and Weed. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's our show. Hey, so um, I think we're set. Um, the event that we're going to do with, uh, I think we can announce it, right? Mike Matthews? Oh, I don't know if we can. Yeah, no. We're, yeah, we, we can. Yeah, oh, we can. Oh, it's official. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's official. It's like, pump the brakes, dude. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually know that it was all solidified. So. No, it's all set up. So, uh, we, you know, this is for the audience. We do, you know, these live events where we- I'm excited for this. We meet people. We answer questions live. We have never done this with a friend or a guest. So this is the very first one, and we're going to bring Mike Matthews. He's a good one. On board, answering questions yeah. about whatever, fitness, nutrition, supplements, meeting us, whatever. There's also, um, and so you, you got to get tickets to attend, which you can find at mindpumplive.com. But there's also tiers of tickets. So I know there's one option where you can actually hang out with us uh, for dinner. Oh, we're doing, before. I think it's only, I think we're only they're allowing six. Yeah, so there's, no, there's, there's very few. They're limited. Yeah, yeah, there's only six tickets that we're allowing for the, the, the private dinner. And then we're doing a, also, I think there, I, th- I want to say it's 10 tickets that you can actually watch a live show before. I don't know about that one. I'm not yeah. sure if that one's on there, but I, I know that there's a hundred and something tickets for the general yeah. just to come watch us. Yeah. Do you know, Doug? There's options. I don't know yet. Out there. Oh, okay. But yeah. It will be live at mindpuplive.com when this airs. Yeah, but oh, Mike okay. Matthews, you just come. It's in San Jose. So we'll be in San Jose hanging out Booyah. and doing all this. So make sure you go check I'm that out. I'm excited for this one. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First up is from Peanut Butter Beck. What is the best approach to transitioning from macro counting to the fourth stage of unconscious competence? Okay, so I think first I got to clarify what he's referring to when he says the fourth stage. He's talking about the levels of uh, the stages of learning when you learn things. Um, First stage being unconscious incompetence. You don't know 
what you don't know. You don't know. Then don't you know. then you move into a stage where you realize you don't know things. That's conscious incompetence. Then the third stage, which is calorie counting, macro counting, would be conscious competence. You're consciously adding things up. You're consciously tracking your food. You have to make an effort to pay attention to these things every single day. But that's not a place you want to stay because uh, that's a that's not a, that's a very stressful place to live with nutrition for the rest of your life. You want to move to a stage of unconscious competence where eating healthy in ways that you know benefit you in all the the ways that food can benefit you um, is just kind of more automatic. I I want to say something because we've talked about this a few times and I haven't really <coughs> like sp- explained where I kind of it's not that I disagree but where I think that it's important that people realize that you'll probably be in and out of this your entire life. Meaning, I'm going on, I think, 17, 18 years in in this space and um, definitely can intuitively eat. But I also always revisit the habits of tracking I'm okay you can trick yourself too. this is this is why this is so important to me I literally had this conversation I'm so glad you picked this question because I had this conversation with Katrina yesterday and I and I actually mentioned it to you Sal a few days ago I am fucking blown away right now that I'm not leaning out faster than when I am because I'm dialed I'm dialed on my diet I'm training consistently and what I'm putting size on really I'm, I'm definitely building uh, and I'm up to a solid good weight but normally when I'm right where I'm at my with my calories and stuff, I am. It's it's the right amount for me to kind of build and also lean out at the same time. And I've just done this so many times that I've I know where that should be. Well, the reality is I've done this so many times and I I've got this dialed and, and dialed right in. But I'm not seeing. Okay, so what does that tell me? Well, now I haven't been wearing my Fitbit in a really long time. Uh, I haven't been using Fat Secret to track track any of my macros, but. I, if I really have like look back on the last six months, especially since Max has come on, um, I'm extremely sedentary. I mean, most of my day, I'm up, so I'm tired. So in my head, of course, I'm thinking I'm exhausted. I'm fucking sleeping in two hour blocks all day long every day. But it, what what's other than my my strenuous one hour workout? You know, I'm not really doing much movement whatsoever right now. So uh, I know that even without tracking right now, which I'm going to get back to doing so I can figure exactly out, uh, again, my caloric maintenance has changed dramatically, enough that I'm not losing body fat really at 3,500 calories. Normally, that would just fucking, especially with the training, the consistency that I am. So my point is, even when you have mentally worked to the fourth stage and you are in this like you great understanding of macros and what your body needs and yada 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 i don't know if you ever fully move out of the, the the idea that you should probably track occasionally at least and you'll never not ever track again can you for the rest of your life and be healthy 100% that's the, that's the idea the idea is is like i know lots of people who eat uh, very healthy and they never track their food and they maintain a relatively Lean physique. Right. I think the, the key is the key is uh, it, it, it sounds simple, but it's not. But <laughs> but here's what the key is: you have to really truly understand all of the value that food provides to you. You have to really understand this because most of the value that we place on food, if not all the value that we place on food, is in how how tasty it is and how fun it is to eat, known as as palatability. If you think about all your food choices. And uh, now think about what makes you make those food choices. And I can guarantee you nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, it's based on which one you feel like eating because of its taste and how much you enjoy it. 
And this is how we base almost all of our decisions around food. Hey, what do you want to have dinner? Oh, I want to have this. Or, ah, oh, that doesn't sound good. Let's try this. That sounds really good. Or what did you have for lunch? Or even health foods. If you look at the health food market, the health foods that are at the top of the charts that sell the most are the ones that people find that are the tastiest. So here's the kicker. All you have to do is really, truly understand all of the values that food provides you. That doesn't mean that you're not acknowledging that food tastes good and that you can enjoy eating it. It just means that you also understand there's other values associated with that food. For example, there's, you know, will it help your digestion? Like I know for me, for example, when my gut is off, there are certain foods that seem to really nourish my gut. And so when my gut is off, guess what I crave? I crave those foods. I actually crave them, but it's not because of the taste. It's because of the other value that I've now attached to those foods. And by the way, food manufacturers have been doing this forever. This is what they do with their marketing. When you think about, you know, uh, Corona, let me use a beer, Corona. What do you think about when you think of Corona? Sitting at the beach with a cold beer and a lime. They've already made those associations. When you think, if they've done studies where they'll serve people food in uh, containers that are not, uh, that are associated with other things. For example, if I gave you ice cream, but I served it to you in a, in a plunger, even if the plunger was brand new, <laughs> studies show people eat way less of that ice cream because they've associated it with a plunger, which is, which is kind of dirty. All you have to do is understand the true value of food. So what does that mean? That means you got to go through the process of tracking. You have to go through the process of figuring out your maintenance. And then you also have to become aware of what the food is really providing you. Like, okay, Muffins and cupcakes or cake, fuck me. What's the value of that? It tastes really good. Mm. It can really make me feel better if I'm sad. In the moment, if I eat a piece of cake and I'm stressed out, it'll temporarily make me feel better. That's a, that's a real acknowledgement. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. It's a real acknowledgement. What are the other things that cake provides me with? That's eh, a lot of sugar. affects my digestion kind of poorly. Um, I'm eating something that's not benefiting me in any performance way. Really, unless I need lots of sugar in my diet for you know crazy performance. I also really... know it's probably harder for me to get the other things that I need for my day. Yeah, so you just you just make that choice. You just kind of understand that. Like when I go out with friends and we're going to drink, I'm not thinking about I can't drink. Alcohol is bad for me. I think to myself like the value right now is I'm going to get loose and I'm going to have a good time with my buddies. So this alcohol is valuable to me. But I also understand the other things it does for me. And all it does is it allows you to make better decisions. And it becomes unconscious because it's not a, after a while, it, it's not this like, oh, you know, I don't want to eat that cookie. I got, it becomes like, hey, do you want a slice of pizza? Nah, I don't want it. Mm. You know, do you know it tastes good? Fuck yeah, I know it tastes good, but I don't want it. Why don't you want it? Yeah. Well, I know all the other things it, bought, it provides to me, so I really don't want that. Or how many times has this happened? This happens to us all the time. We'll go on these trips for four or five days where we're podcasting and doing events. How many, how many times have, have we had this conversation? I can't wait to get home and just eat a big bowl of vegetables. Yeah. We've all had that conversation. Yeah. Do vegetables even compare to the palatability of the food that we were eating out while we were, no. you know, like the steaks and the potatoes and the French fries and all that stuff? Of course not. So that's, that's what it takes to get there. The problem is, is that the vast majority of your life, you have learned to value food for its taste and nothing else. Well, not only that, and the vast majority of people are in a place where they're trying to make a change to their body, right? Like, 
it's it, it's one thing when I'm talking to somebody who's already like in in the shape they want to be in. They don't need to gain. They don't need to lose. They just want to. They just want me to educate them more on being more healthy or whatever. Well, that person, it's a it's a simple conversation like you're saying, Sal. But a lot of people are trying to like, man, I want to lose that 15 pounds, but I also want to intuitively eat. I don't want to have to track my calories. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want. I don't want to do those things. And like, so how do I progress to that point where I can look the way I want to look without? Yeah doing the work that I need to do. And the, the reality of it is you'll probably be in and out of that most of your life until you get to a place where you're talking about Sal, which I have had those clients too. Now they're a, a much smaller percentage. You know, they're probably the maybe one to 5%. Well, modern life doesn't lend itself well to it, does it? Like I said, every time we, we choose food, it's because it tastes good. But here's something else to consider. And studies are now supporting this, okay? We've talked about this before. If I ever gave a client one nutrition tip, just one. And, and, and I had to pick the one that was the most effective. The one that was always, that was the most effective eventually was avoid heavily processed foods. It sounds mm -hmm. simple, yeah. but when I would tell people that and they would do that, they would naturally eat less. You know what's funny? Studies show this now. There was a, a very, very well-made crossover study where they had two groups of people, both of which had unlimited access to food and they were literally in a lab. So they put them in there and they slept there. They controlled everything. And now, one group had unlimited access to whole natural foods. The other group had unlimited access to heavily processed foods. And the macro profiles were very similar. So it wasn't like the heavily processed foods were like way more carbs and less fat or whatever. It was very, very similar. And then they left them in there and they said, eat as much as you want. And they tracked them. And then they had them cross over. Then they switched sides. You want to know what's crazy? The heavily processed like food, five to six hundred calories less, wasn't it? A day, yeah, it was mm. a lot. Just from not eating heavily processed yeah, it's foods, a lot. Yeah. So you want to talk about intuitive eating? Try doing this. Eliminate foods that fuck up your intuition, yeah. that make it so that you really want to. <laughs> what eat. a great point! You know, eliminate yeah. that, yeah. and that alone, you'll eat less. And studies are supporting that. I, I it used to be a. This was one of the things when I used to get into battles with clients that would, because uh, I back then I didn't know that you could have someone's metabolism fucked up, mm -hmm. right? But I, back then I, I would get a client who would be telling me, "Oh, I'm eating, I'm eating good, I'm eating good, but I'm not losing any weight." And then I'd hear the choices, and they are they're eating all these really highly palatable and processed foods. And I'm going like, dude, this guy's got to be underreporting or doing something. Mm -hmm. And then I would tell him, I give him free reign. So okay, here's the deal: you can no longer anything that's in a box, a wrapper, you know, you drive through and get, you cannot have. Like you just got to make it. That's what I'm asking from you. You have to be the one who. Yeah, but then it. eat as much as you want. But eat as much yeah. as you want. Potatoes, all that stuff. And he'd be like, really, I could have? Yes, but you cannot have any of that other stuff. And let's just see what happens. <laughs> and always, they always come back and they would be losing weight. Yep. It's like, yeah. it's what it is. Is we it, we and by the way too. And I've said this on the show a long – I haven't mentioned it in a long time. But, now, you won't get shredded that way, by the but way. Here's you'll, the thing, you'll get leaner. Here's the thing that people need to understand, too, is that wrappers, when the, the macro breakdown on the back of those things can be unbelievably off. What do they give them, like 20%? But dude, it, yes. They give them 20% wiggle room. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know – everybody knows – I mean, when the – That's 100 calories on a 500-calorie And they're always going to round down, and they're going to try and make it taste better. They're going to try and make it taste better mm -hmm. and round down the calories always. That will always be Add the goal. more butter sugar. Even for health companies, right? If Even if you're considered a health bar or a health food that's packaged and the macro breakdowns on the back – them especially, they want you to believe that it's lower calorie. So you got to know that FDA allows them that 20% wiggle room. That's a big fucking difference. Real mm -hmm. easy yeah. if you're eating a lot of those foods 
to be off by five or six hundred calories. Also, hundred so, percent. I'm still tripping out on that analogy or that that study you brought up with the plunger and the ice cream. Yeah, what? yeah. Like I'm just imagining eating like chocolate soft serve. You know, like that's disturbing. Oh, dude, the size of the plate makes a difference. The color of a plate makes a difference. Yeah. If they watch a uh, uh, like a movie that's scary or funny beforehand, the music that's played, the lighting. Um, so many different things can control how much you eat. And food manufacturers know this. And food manufacturers that process food, that's all the energy that goes into processing the food. Now, whole natural foods, now we've done this with whole natural foods through breeding. Like we've made fruit more palatable, but it's not its not to the level of, of processing at all. And so when you, it, it, again, you cut that out and watch what happens. You start to eat more intuitively, naturally, and you start to find that you eat less just because you're avoiding these heavily processed foods. Well, how many times have you guys had this before? And I, and this was also why I was a big person on on teaching clients to prep their food at the beginning. So to, so they would avoid these moments because I don't know how many times where I get busy at work and hours get extended and I get I go from being kind of hungry to like really hungry mm-hmm. or really wanting something to eat. And what ends up happening when I get to that point what happens? Everything sounds good. Yep. And it's really difficult to like- Overeat. Yeah. And then it's really difficult for you to break that. Once you get to that point where you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And then you justify, well, I haven't had anything to eat for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So so having something in the refrigerator or ready to go, and then you eat it. And it, it, if you can make the mental switch and, and, and discipline yourself, even when you're craving those other foods to make that decision on the food that you have prepared, it's night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Totally. Next question is from- Cyrus TFU, what do you guys think of the recent trend of many competitors and influencers coming out about issues with binge eating and gaining excessive weight? I, well, well so we've okay. seen this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that people are coming out and talking about the fact that they have issues with, yeah. with food. Like it's a problem. But I am seeing some people use it as a way to totally. Virtue signaling. Yeah, like, hey, look how authentic I am. Yes. I'm going to have more followers. I'm seeing more of that right now. And then encourage mm. behaviors that are that are not better. They're encouraging behaviors that aren't any better. Well, they'll say, you know what? I, I always underfeed or whatever. I'm going to do the 10,000 calorie challenge today because I love my body and I want to feed it or whatever. And and it's it's the message has to be right. But I do like that people are talking about this. You know, when, when I remember when we first started podcasting, not a lot of people were talking about how terrible – the eating disorders were in the fitness space. Um, now it seems to be much more open and out and people are starting to realize it. And I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Uh, but again, it's how it's delivered. Because when you're that kid who, you know, if you're this girl who's really feels bad about herself and, and is, you know, already borderline eating disorder, and then your favorite celebrity who looks so cool and awesome talks about having an eating disorder and may actually do the opposite. It may actually make you go, oh, my favorite celebrity, you know, that's why they look the way they do. And they're great. They look cool. I'm going to go into it. I think when you present it, you got to present it like honest, like this sucks. This is terrible. This is not a great you know, way to be. Um, you have to make sure you sell it right because you could be influencing people in the other, in the other direction. It's, mm. uh, this is interesting because it's kind of like one of those things where as I'm, I'm with you too, Sal, that I'm pro that it's a conversation that's being had. But I think when you're someone who's gone through something like that, I, I I like to share that information when someone asks me. Like I rather, for example, like steroid conversation. Mm. Like you don't see me promoting all talking a lot about it like aggressively on my page. But 100 percent, anybody that asks me a question around it, I'm completely honest about mm-hmm. it. And but I also don't want to use that as an angle 
to get knowing I for sure just so you, I mean this is a fact right now if I had like steroid in my written in my freaking bio of my Instagram and like whatever and I use that as an angle to get attention from people 100% my social media presence would grow at a much faster rate but I don't want to I don't want that to me like that's not authentic and real mm. to me but if somebody asked me like hey Adam like what was your experience like taking testosterone would you like I will I'm an open book about that because I want to genuinely want to help people that are on the fence thing that like to your point Sal and I agree putting it out there and talking all about it it makes I don't know if it actually is doing as good as you think it's doing. I think it's it you, might be justifying it for more people than it's actually genuinely helping those. So Well, a lot of people on social media, especially Instagram, it's uh they need lots of validation, right? So if you're mm. if you're a guy or girl posting a lot of, you know, shirtless pics or butt pics or body pics and you know, I'm a fitness influencer. A lot and, and some of the a lot of these pages are are big, fifty thousand followers or more, and they don't even they don't really have businesses. The only reason why they have these pages is for validation. Like they get the likes, they get people commenting on how awesome they and and they like that. It feeds their ego. So now what you're starting to see is the reverse. Hey, look at me when I sit down. Look at my fat roll or look at my cellulite. But really, what they're looking for is more validation. Did you see the girl who? Mm. Did you see? Did you guys get shared in your DMs? This girl, I I, I had I think her her Instagram and I ended up blowing her up for this right here. Uh, I think it's Fitness Lioness. Somebody shared it with me. I don't even know who this is. Uh, she's I think she's got like fifty thousand followers. But somebody DM me like saying something, and I and I clicked and looked at it. And this girl is promoting her her programs, and she's taking a shit on the toilet while she's promoting what? her programs. Yes, oh my god! But and the the idea is that she, and her, her it's so real and authentic. Yes, yes. I poop. I'm a girl, and I'm comfortable with poop. I poop. I, I fuck. Yeah, I thought that was such a fucking interesting. Wow. Yeah, and the, the, I, if you have to try, then it's not. This, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, Doug, can you pull that up? He might be able to. Yes. Oh, what? Yes. Read the. Can you read the caption, Doug? This is from the Fitness Lioness. I'm a girl. I poop, fart, burp, and smell sometimes. Here's a reminder that you weren't put on this earth to be a pretty shiny object without bodily functions. Yeah. Well, and then my programs, right? The, the, the final paragraph? Let's see. Then there's some um, other program. You've got roughly 27 hours left on my half-off flash sale. <laughs> <laughs> All programs are $25. Get my skinny to you. Well, Hurry. I mean, I could see how an advertising agency would try and make a funny commercial around this, but... I, yeah, there's, there's nothing a, funny about that, though. That's, yeah, uh, that's I don't weird. know. It's that's just, just weird. Yeah, It's a lot of the... I, again, it's a lot of the like, hey, you know, look at me, give me attention, and, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Some of A lot of it turns me off. That's, like, obvious. But like, some of it's genuine, dude. Some of it is real genuine. Amelia Boone, did you guys see her poop? Her, her post on her, her, her poop. Uh, her, uh, <laughs> that'd be weird. No, no. I didn't yeah. see her, poop. her post. No, yeah, she, she talked about her struggles with yeah. with eating disorder. Very genuine. I thought it was very courageous uh, how she came out. Definitely. I think a lot of people doing it. I, I I commend them. It's good. We need more discussions around it. But then there's a lot of them that are using this as an opportunity to well, sell more product or to be validated. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, yeah, you guys make great points with that. I, I definitely have seen as somebody who's not like, I don't follow a lot of the bodybuilder people. Uh, sorry, but I don't. Um, <laughs> and uh, But I have, you know, in the past and 
a common thing I would see all the time is when they're prepping and then, you know, after the show, they would like glorify this process of eating a fuck ton of, you know, Krispy Kreme and like all the oh, stuff that's in the, been the binging, for a while. like forever. But, yeah. but nobody was like checking them on, on like, Hey dude, like this is not a good thing to put out. Like this is not like, and, and to continue it, like yeah. I can keep doing this binging thing uh, because I'm, I'm so, you know, crazy on this level. Uh, but you know, so I think it, it again. The conversation of it's good, but then now it becomes a virtue signaling kind of a thing. Yeah, you got to be careful how you present it too, because yeah. here's the reality. And this is I always treated it this way until this day. If I ever work with a client, I'll still treat it this way. I've dealt with eating disorders uh, in clients, and I always, always, always defer to the medical professional. I do not attempt to treat uh, eating disorder. My goal was fitness, and so if I had somebody who came to me and they told me, hey, look, I've had bulimia or anorexia or I've had any, you know, disorder in the past, my goal is not to treat that. I'm like, let's focus on the workout. I'm going to make you stronger. I'm going to make you feel better. That's going to help. And then if, 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 if I can work with them on it, which I'll, I'll talk to their doctor, and I've done this too. I'll call their therapist and say, hey, I'm her trainer. How should I approach this? What do you think? Because this is an action. This you can send someone in the opposite direction if you say or promote the wrong thing. And we need to respect that these are actual situations and disorders. Now, most people have eating habits that aren't phenomenal, but a real eating disorder, you, you, there's people that are trained to deal with that, and that can lead to some really, really scary, you know, self harm and stuff. So, <coughs> if, if you're somebody that's an influencer and you're posting about your own struggles that's fine but mm -hmm. be careful with the advice you give because you're not an expert on that subject next question is from timony fernandez what do you all think about the engineered plant-based meat everyone is talking about is it truly healthier for you nope I think it's a smart investment, though, for stocks. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's good. The impossible meat and all these things. It yeah, they're making is, their way in everything. It is breaking records, and it is flying. You know why? Yeah. Because it tastes good. Yeah. It tastes good, and because it's got the perception of being healthier. Yeah, 100%. Which, which well, it's not. And, and you have, we have this, you know, what the health movement going in that's been going on for the last two years, too. So it's 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 riding the wave. It's brilliant. It's mm -hmm. From a business perspective, I think it's absolutely uh, brilliant. Mm -hmm. And but they I, can patent it. Yeah, you can't patent like beef. No, that's a great that's a great point. That's exactly why. Yeah, you, I mean, you got it's a lot of money. You hit there. it out. You make the first, you know, Impossible Burger, right? You make the first one of those. You're you're fucking locked and loaded, dude. Mm -hmm. That market's going to continue to grow. You've already patented. Oh man, he's they're they're going to do they're going to crush. It's yeah. so it's here's, so smart. Here's the ingredients. Are those the ingredients right there? I think so. Water, so textured wheat protein, coconut oil, potato protein, natural flavors, two percent or less of lemon soy soy yeast extract salt cognac gum xanthan gum soy protein isolate a bunch of vitamins you know why they add a bunch of vitamins to it because it doesn't have any because it's not real nutrients in it it's not real meat you get it so you got to fortify it yeah 100 and those nutrients aren't as easily no accessible or absorbed and that's what again that's what we know you're taking an unhealthy food and you're processing it further is what you're doing you're just you're just processing it even more to make it taste like something that it's not. This is the funny thing for me, by the way. When I, and I've talked to vegans about this. I get, look, I get veganism. If it's from a moral standpoint, I totally understand and I get it. But this is what's weird to me. You're morally a vegan. You really think killing animals is, is wrong. But you want a food that tastes like dead flesh. <laughs> yeah. 
that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like no, if somebody really weird. if somebody made a food, it's like, look, I know we're not supposed to eat humans, but I made something. Yeah. It's out of beef, but it tastes just like human meat. <laughs> and it like, looks just like it. Yeah, yeah. it's gross. You know, oh, it's so and true. it drips real looking blood. <laughs> like if, like if I was really morally against hurting animals, I would even be yeah. against food pretending to be dead flesh from an animal. It would remind me too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying yeah, to put myself right. in that mental state. It's kind of weird. I think this is more. Taking advantage of the perception that it's healthier, but hey, it still tastes fucking I good. I want to make meat that looks like vegetables. You know what <laughs> I mean? Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to yeah. do that. Nobody cares. Just start a counter movement. You know? But yeah, I, it's it's not healthier. No, it's it's about as processed as it gets. Um, and uh, But you know, whatever. It tastes good if you want to eat it. Um, here's the way I look at it. If you're a vegan um, and you want to eat it, fine. If you're not a vegan, eat a fucking burger. <laughs> you want something that tastes like a burger? You know what tastes like a burger more than anything else? A burger. Yeah. yeah. Just eat that. Yeah, weird. And it has all those great things you, in it. That's You'll it. for sure absorb it a lot. You know better. what the ingredients are in a fucking burger? Burger meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. You're good. Yeah. Next question is from Moonchild79. What type of programming would you recommend for people with health issues such as rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia? You know what? I uh, My grandmother had this. Uh, arthri- Which one? Arthritis. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she had it since she was a kid. And- you know, one of the things that I, I always felt, I mean, she would wake up and just pain and agony every, and she was constantly Where on. Where was she afflicted most? Uh, hands and her feet. Um. Yeah. You know, and so she was, uh, and but all over her body. Like she got in her, you know, she was in her back everywhere. Mm. I mean, you pretty much have it systemically, I believe, when you're- when Once you're, it starts to get bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was, and I lived with her when she was in her 60s. So she was really bad. But one of the things that I, and I, she was the reason why I actually started to like, cause I, at that point as a, I was an early trainer, I didn't know much about it uh, and understand it. But of course having my grandma, that's when I started to learn more about it. And one of the things that uh, I didn't even realize as a trainer early on was that, you know, someone who's in pain like that, the, a lot of times the, the theory is to not do anything or lay off movement. But when you understand what it is and how important that blood flow and circulation is to helping alleviate the pain that they're in. Uh, you real you quickly realize like oh actually one of the worst mm-hmm. things we can do is be achy and stiff and then lay around because you are mm-hmm. and take a or take a paint which is what happens with a lot of these people you take a Vicodin and you do you just melt in the couch and you feel good because you're fucking numb but it's one of the worst things that you yeah. can do when you have something like this you want to get that movement and that blood flow and that circulation yeah. going when we're talking about autoimmune type uh, conditions like you know rheumatism uh, you know uh, MS uh, can even be kind of put in that category mm-hmm. people who have autoimmune type conditions uh, Crohn's is another one exercise has an interesting effect um, if it's applied properly and appropriately it can actually have an immune balancing effect meaning your uh, your 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 hypervigilant immune system, which is that's what it is, right? Rheumatoid rheumatism in the joints is your immune system attacking the joints, literally breaking it down and, and considering it uh, like a like it's a foreign invader almost. So that's a hypervigilant immune system. If you train appropriately, it reduces that alert signal. It actually will make your autoimmune condition. Better, but here's the problem. Here's the here's the thing you need to keep in mind: too much exercise, the worst thing you could do for autoimmune issues. If you push too hard, you cause hypervigilance in an already vigilant immune system. Mm -hmm. Because remember, exercise is a stress on the body, and if I stress the body, just like just like anything else, look, if you have autoimmune issue and you're under a lot of emotional stress, you'll notice a flare up in your symptoms. Like somebody with Crohn's disease, if they go through a real difficult emotional period, their Crohn's disease may get worse. If they lose a lot of sleep, 
their 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 Crohn's disease will get worse. Um, same thing with exercise. If you overapply exercise, it, things will get worse. Um, and what is over application of exercise for somebody with autoimmune issues is way lower than what it would be for a healthy person. Right. So the limiting factor is their autoimmune condition. It is not their muscles recovery ability mm. and what the ideal uh, amount of uh, weight this is. This is where like yeah, mobility good. work or the stuff that's in Prime Pro, like this is where this is gold. Yes. Like mm -hmm. someone like you are, you're not doing something crazy intense and deadlifting and sweating your ass off or elevating the heart rate super high. Low impact. But you are definitely, you're strength training, you're getting connected to those muscles and it, but it, and it's enough movement, it's going to promote blood flow, like that's the win. And you go slow. Like you go real slow. Like when I would have clients like this, let's say I progress just for uh, argument's sake. Let's say I was able to progress someone by, you know, 30% strength increase would be the average increase I would see in a new client over the course of four months. Let's just, and that's a made up number, but let's just say that's my average. For somebody who came to me with an autoimmune type condition, I would be aiming more for five or 10%. So I'm still progressing. They're still progressing, mm -hmm. but we're really slow. We're playing it super, super safe. Now, over time, can this person eventually get to the point where they're working out full body, deadlift, squats? Or oh, yeah. Person? They can't. It just takes a long time, and you got to play it really, really safe. So when you go to the gym, if this is you, when you go to the gym, you're going in, you're perfecting the movements, you're focusing mm -hmm. on the skill, and you should leave and feel like, eh, I kind of feel like I worked out a little bit. Like That's what you should aim for. But then also listen to your body. This is very different from person to person. So I've, I've had a few clients with like fibromyalgia, and they'll come in, and I'll train them super easy, and they'll tell me, like, this is way too easy. And like, that's okay. Yeah. We're going to slowly inch you up to the point where you start to notice some negatives, and then we'll back back down, and then we know that's where the intensity is. So some of these clients, the workouts, I was able to kind of scale them up pretty well. Other ones, we had to stay at this real low intensity, yeah. but they still improved. It sounds very similar. I mean, having somebody with MS who it was detrimental if we didn't meet, like frequency was everything. Yeah. It had to be the right dose, just like you're saying. Like it had to, I had to really pay attention to the signs, signals, the feedback that she was giving back to me in terms of like, you know, how intense the, the movement felt for her and, and then also like, you know, how far we could go. But, but you saw progress at a very, very, very gradual level, but there was progress. Progress. Yes. And then it didn't take more than maybe two days, and then it would almost be like we're starting over again from scratch. Oh, she was, stopped. Yeah. You're 100% oh. right. Yeah. Because you can't fuck with intensity too much with someone like this, then just light intensity, frequent workouts seem to work uh, really well. But I, I can't stress this enough. If you're a trainer and you have a client like this, do not test the intensity. No. Because it's not when, worth it. No. If, once they get a flare up, that immune system becomes yeah. uh, hyper. Sometimes they could be out for months, so you got to be very, very careful. And if you're one of these people, same thing. Doesn't mean don't go work out. Don't take this as like a, you know, like your doctor said, hey, you know, you got some some stuff. You should probably relax. Don't be like, okay, I'm doing nothing, because your body will decline faster. That's just the bottom line. It'll just you'll, you'll it'll decline very quickly. You'll lose strength, lose muscle, lose mobility. Then you'll be consumed and owned by your, you know, your your autoimmune issue. But just do it. But start slow. Take your time. You will progress. It's just going to take longer than it would for somebody who doesn't have the client, uh, those the, situations. The client that you guys see me with every now and then in here that I train, she that's this is her completely. Like, mm -hmm. and I have to, you know, sometimes when we meet, like it, and Justin nailed it right away because the frequency is everything, and that's exactly right. Like, she falls off for one or two weeks, and it's like we're back to square one again. And so, really, it's about making sure I'm just keeping her doing something. And a lot mm -hmm. of times, something is like I would. There's sometimes where a session would be us walking for. 
you know, an hour. Perfect. Because she hadn't done that. You know what I'm saying? I know she hadn't been doing that. And I know that's challenging for her. keeps her moving. And I know she'll feel better from that. And then sometimes we get in a rhythm where she's been really consistent for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm seeing that she's that that's, that walk is becoming like nothing for us. And I can add an exercise in there, and it's like literally we'll add one exercise. It'll, I'll perform like a body weight deadlift with like a PVC pipe, and we're just, just moving, tension. yeah, moving on the mechanics, squeeze the butt, yes, breaking it all, breaking everything down like that. Like that is actually a little bit of a workout. So, and then I would just build on that an exercise. The more consistent we were, the more I could start to put on more yeah. exercises and building. And no matter what, you know, you're making progress because it's more than what she was doing the week before but i'd way rather undershoot it because then early on when i first knew her i've known her for over 12 years you know when i first met her she was a part of like the again this is a reason why i'm helping her she's one of the old boot camp clients where i would hammer a class you know what i'm saying and then she couldn't she'd be out for you know she went too far she pushed it too much and then she's down she's done for a month and i'd set her back and i was part of that problem i know i was mm. because she would come and come i wasn't giving her that individual attention and progression that she needed for her case. Yeah. And I really did probably more harm than good in our earlier parts of our career. I, I feel that. Probably I probably one of the most common mistakes a trainer makes is, is they, they apply their own knowledge of their body and what they can handle to the client. Yeah. So they think, you know, what, my client said they couldn't walk for three days, but all we did was three, you know, three sets of barbell squats. And it's like, stop. They don't do anything before that. Yeah. That Three sets of barbell squats for somebody who doesn't do any squats is a shit ton. For right. you, it's not. So no, it's 100%. You got to treat them with gloves. That's why I used to tell my trainers. You have a client with this situation, it's like you're treating them with gloves. Be very, very careful. Better to err on the side of less than more and then slowly progress them. And with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and you can download all of our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin, Adam at mindpumpadam, and Sal, that's me, at Mind Pump Sal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>